This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk podcast preview show. This week we're talking all things Fleetwood as the new year didn't really get to the best start as, uh, as to where we hoped uh, against Peterborough. But, you know, our best to deal with it than go straight away into a new game. And we've got an early kickoff this week against Fleetwood away from home. And I've got Phil Gittins from BBC Radio Lancashire, the match day commentator who covers all things Fleetwood to talk it through with me. How are you, pal? Yeah, not so bad at all. Thank you. Yeah, first of all, happy new year to you as well. Yes, I know. We were just talking just before we uh, hit record. I mean, games come thick and fast during this festive period. Uh, the teams um, have been well and truly put through their paces with uh, a really tight fixture list. Uh, I mean, when you look at fixture lists uh, over the festive period in years gone by from when you've covered football, I mean, is this period really key for, for teams? Uh, and and when you look at how teams, different teams really deal with it, uh, because... Uh, when you look at, I mean, like you said, Fleetwood, Derby, although they're in the same division and when you look at the stature of the clubs and what they've got to deal with in terms of training grounds and, and maybe some teams have got might have gone away from home every single game. I mean, how have Fleetwood really had to deal with that really pestive period? In terms of travel, uh, it could have been a lot worse, really, because uh, they've had three home games. And the only away game they've had over, you know, what we would call the Christmas period is Shrewsbury Town, which uh, in the great scheme of things isn't that bad because it's about an hour and three quarters away. Um, and as you know, in this division, there are some really long journeys. So uh, in that respect, I think the fixture list was quite kind. It's quite ironic, really, because that was the third time in five seasons that Fleet would have been drawn against Shrewsbury Town uh, on New Year's Day away. So uh, it's a fairly common fixture that um, whether there's something on the computer that keeps bringing that one up and I don't know, but uh, it tends to be a fairly common fixture. And prior to this year, it's actually gone quite well. But uh, I guess given the way in which things have gone this season up to now, um, typically, unfortunately, uh, the result went against us. Yeah, uh, I mean, we will go on to uh, where, how the season's gone on for, for Philippe Wood. I mean, 
when you look at um, a, a quick turnaround, and as you say, from uh, that New Year's uh, Day game, you've then got an early kickoff um, being a, a TV selected fixture, which caught, caught quite a lot of us off guard with the one that uh, it's been selected. I mean, I don't know about yourself uh, being a, a Fleetwood Derby fixture being the early kickoff, but th- that is what it is. Is a home tie really, really what Fleetwood needs um, after uh, the, the period of time to start this year off uh, well? As you'll, as we'll no doubt discuss um, in the next few minutes, uh, of course, they're under new management for the third time. Uh, well, yeah. effectively the second time this season, but they're under the third different manager. So, um, Charlie Adam, of course, is the person who's taken over. It was his first game in charge uh, on New Year's Day. And he was actually quite excited about the fact that they've got a home game this weekend against Derby County. Uh, clearly, when you're a new manager, you know, you'd want to have a game in front of your own supporters as quickly as possible. And hopefully, if it goes well, you know, it gets you off on a good uh, good footing, really. I think also the fact it's Derby County was something else that is appealing to him because mm. you'll bring, uh, obviously, your full allocation of away supporters, which will add to the uh, to the actual occasion and the atmosphere. And also the fact that Derby County are one of the biggest teams in this division. I think... Um, Charlie Adam, I think it's his competitive juices coming out there because you could tell he was actually relishing the opportunity to pit his new team up against Derby County. Uh, whether he can get sort of a tune out of them after just six days uh, in charge, time will tell. But I think personally he was quite relishing that. Yeah, I mean, when you look at uh, the, the fixtures that you've had, I mean, a, a tie against a playoff team isn't maybe the one that you'd be after a second game in into a new regime. Um, and it's quite well, well new to him. But I mean, when you look at the, the the run you've had, you've had Peterborough, you've had Portsmouth, you've had Bolton, now you've got Derby. It's not been the easiest. Uh, and and it, as, as I say, second uh, game in charge against Derby. Yes, it's at home isn't, again, another uh, easy fixture for him to uh, contend with. I mean, how do you reckon Charlie Adam will uh, will take this just to try and, and, and set his team up? I think, in a sense, it, uh, you, you're never sort of completely on a hide into nothing, but uh, given the fact he's come in, uh, it's only his second game in charge. Uh, Derby County, prior to your defeat on New Year's Day, I believe were unbeaten in eight in the league. So you are flying, you're in a good position in the table. Uh, before a ball had been kicked this season, most people would have had you as one of the favourites for promotion. So um, in that respect, there won't probably be too many people outside of Fleetwood who would probably consider that Fleet would have got much of a chance in this game. But you know as well as I do, football does not always work like that. And in many respects, I'm not going to say it's a free hit, given the position they're in in the table and given the way in which things are going. But if they were to get a really positive result, I think in a way it would be a shock for a lot of people. And I think from um, a sort of Derby County perspective, the expectation is they will come and win. So uh, whether that plays into Fleetwood's hands or not, again, we'll have to wait and see on Saturday. But as I say, I've been involved in football long enough to know those kind of results can happen sometimes. So I guess we've got to cling on to that. 
and and hopefully that will be the case from a Fleetwood perspective. The one encouraging thing on New Year's Day was yes, they got beat three-one, but I have to say they created more chances in that ninety minutes than they had done probably in the last two or three weeks in the previous games. So there was an encouraging aspect of it in as much as they look far more of a threat going forward. But the caveat to that is defensively, once again, the goals they conceded were bitterly disappointing to say the least. And I think you only need to look at the league table. We're bottom, but not only that, they've got the worst defensive record in the division and that simply has to change. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you, you just touched on it there when I was uh, just looking at the table. I mean, um, 42 goals conceded this season. Um, but the caveat to that, you are outscoring the teams around you. I mean, Cheltenham have scored 17, uh, Carlisle have scored 20, Exeter have scored 16, um, Burton have scored 20, Cambridge 21. I mean, you're on in and around there with goals scored with the teams with you. It's just that defensive um, lack uh, that, that is really letting you down. I mean, what do you really put that down to? Because, I mean, last season you weren't, you were quite tough to beat, uh, really. It was always that real hard place to go to. I mean, we, we know from when we went. What has changed this year? Obviously, yes, the managerial changes will come into it, but and maybe that message that they're getting, I mean, that's the, this is the third time, and hopefully it's the third time's the charm, but what, what do you really put that down to? Uh, certainly uh, Lee Johnson, Scott Brown, um, and even at the, even on New Year's Day, Charlie Adam making the point that um, the goals that have been conceded were very much down to individual errors, lapses mm-hmm. of concentration, people switching off. Um, when you, I mean, when you look at the Fleetwood Town back line, uh, Jay Lynch um, has been absolutely outstanding this season, the goalkeeper. Sounds ironic in a sense when we've got the worst defensive record in the division, but he, he is, if he wasn't in goal, believe you me, it would have been far greater that goals against Colum. So he is, he's been outstanding. Um, you've then got Josh Earl, who's an experienced player who, for me, um, he, he was at Preston North End prior to Fleetwood and he was always a comfortable championship player. So for Fleetwood to get him was a, a bit of a coup. Ben Hennigan is, has come in um, and he's an experienced centre-half who uh, played a lot of his career just down the road at Blackpool. Uh, Boson Lowell is on loan from Celtic. Uh, and again, you know, Lee Johnson prior to Charlie Adam was always extremely complimentary about him. Sean Rooney is an interesting one because... He was completely out of the picture under the previous regime. He came back in on New Year's Day in Charlie Adams' first game in charge and he was by some margin the best player on the pitch. So you look at that back line, there's plenty of experience, there's Mm. plenty of quality. But as I say, for whatever reason, there's been a lot of individual errors, put it down to confidence maybe. Uh, there's been some bad decisions made. Josh Earl's been sent off twice. Jay Lynch has been sent off. Ben Hennigan's been sent off. So you put all these things together and it sort of gives you a picture in terms of why the goals have been conceded. You then have to add into the mix that the the, the three different managers have, have tried various permutations in terms of the midfield as well, which of course is a barrier to the back line. So it's easy to put it all down on the back line, but the midfield again has been extremely transigent to say the least. So I think all those managers have been looking for the blend and as of up to now, they've not been able to find it. 
I mean, yeah, let's just focus on the managers for a quick second. I mean, when you look at Scott Brown, um, he, he had you uh, really consistent to, uh, to a point at one, uh, one point in his tenure. Lee Johnson comes in and, I mean, he's well-renowned for what he did at Bristol City. And you thought, you know, he's dropped uh, uh, to a point where he's maybe trying to find his feet again uh, as, as a manager. So you thought maybe this is a, a, not, a nice option for you. I mean, what really went wrong in his tenure there that's obviously meant that you've had to now have a third manager? And what have you really made of Charlie Adams since he's come in um, uh, and how you've uh, perceived uh, his initial opening days? In terms of Lee Johnson, um, he was only at the club three months and um, in 22 games, he won six. So if you look at it purely from a results perspective, um, you know, obviously it isn't great. However, he was frequently talking about the January transfer window, which, of course, is now open. Um, it's just interesting in the sense that he wasn't even given a January transfer window. He did not have one transfer window uh, with which to bring his own players into the club. So reading between the lines, you can only make the assumption that the club of May Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The decision that it just isn't working. And I'm not a party, obviously, to what goes on in the dressing room. But as I say, if you read between the lines, they've clearly made the decision. Something has to change and they've gone ahead and made the decision now. I have to say for the Fleetwood Town board, in fairness to them, they do tend to act very quickly and often quite decisively. So they've gone down the route of Charlie Adam. It's quite interesting, really, because if you look at the recent appointments over the last four or five years, Joey Barton was given his first chance in management with Fleetwood. Then, of course, Scott Brown uh, was a similar situation. He was given his first job in management. And now, of course, Charlie Adam. We often talk, particularly in terms of teams, when you're at the wrong end of the table, about the need for an old head and experience. Fleetwood, in many ways, have gone down the opposite route, which is a gamble because it can work, but it can also have the opposite effect. Yeah. In terms of Charlie Adam, I can only really go off my initial conversation with him on New Year's Day. But as I said to you right at the outset, I think the thing that struck me was the enthusiasms there. And again, he's in a far better place than me to judge. He'd only had the one training session with them. But he did say, I mean, I think he, he lives in the area, so he has a, a fairly good knowledge of a number of those players. And I think he is fairly confident that the squad is there to at least get them out of the uh, the relegation zone. And I know every club, when they're in the bottom four, will always say the squad 
really should be higher up the table. But I genuinely believe with Fleetwood, they're not a bottom four side, but it's all well and good saying that because it's about results on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's look at the squads in more focus. I mean, when you look at what they've put together for four wins, six draws, 14 defeats, you you, you do say um, that are, are they just not performing? It, there's the quality there. I, I mean, point out a couple to me who you would think that Charlie Adam could get a, a real tune out of and maybe on New Year's Day uh, gave you a bit of optimism uh, that Derby fans need to look out for. We've already touched on the fact Sean Rooney came back into the team. Uh, Sean Rooney, has got, I'm not entirely sure whether you know this or not, but he has quite a unique uh, sort of place in the history books. He used to play for St. Johnson and Scott Brown signed him. St. Johnson, as you'll be aware, don't tend to win much silverware up in Scotland. Uh, they won both the Scottish FA Cup and the Scottish League Cup in the same season. And the goal scorer on both occasions was Sean Rooney. So he does have quite a unique place in the history books. He's an attacking fullback. Um, he can be a bit sort of hot-headed at times. So he's he's sort of prone to uh, a rash challenge here and there. But he's uh, definitely a winner and he offers so much going forward. So Charlie Adam has clearly decided, you're coming in from the cold and I'm going to give you a start, as did Scott Brown. So I think he'll be a key performer. I think... Um, Whenever we, we take on other teams, um, I think a lot of opposition BBC stations and, of course, the other media from the other clubs will always make reference to the fact that they have Jaden Stockley and Jack Marriott in our squad, who, on the face of it, should be really accomplished players at that level. But for whatever reason, up to now, neither of them have really been at their best. You've got to be fair to them and say, well, they've been in a team that's been struggling for most of that time. But two players who you maybe won't know too much about, uh, Phoenix Patterson, who came in last January from Ireland, who is a very exciting player, great trickery, fantastic delivery. He's a really exciting prospect. And perhaps the the shining star of the season so far has been Junior Katina, who's just come back into the squad. Now he's got four goals. He he tore, I think he it was either a very bad strain or he tore his hamstring at Barnsley at the back end of October. And he's only just come back. Now he really is uh, an exciting prospect. And I would imagine, hopefully, if he stays fit now, that he could have a big influence on Charlie Adams' side. You've then got experience in the midfield in the likes of Josh Vella, uh, Danny Mayer, another experience. So there is experience there. But I think the key for Charlie Adams now is to find some kind of blend and to put a regular 11 out there on the field with the hope that we can start to pick up some results. Yes, I mean when you look at uh, Derby fans, will 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 put uh, cast their minds back to uh, August and the the game in December in the EFL Trophy. I mean, uh, Derby played really really well that game. Fleetwood didn't really turn up. Um, I mean, will Derby fans be right in thinking that this is a very very different outfit that could be facing against uh, them this weekend, or, or as Char- how has Charlie Adam really tinkered with uh, the, the formation that, that might have been completely different to what Lee Johnson had uh, back in uh, December? I actually think 
that night, um, the game in December, it were, it it came after quite a heavy loss in the league. Can't tell you, I'm struggling to remember who exactly it was against the previous game. However, I remember they'd lost quite comprehensively. And I remember at the time thinking, I thought he would go strong because he's trying to build some kind of team, some kind of cohesion. So I think Fleetwood put a fairly strong side out that night. Now, there will be changes at the weekend, I'm sure. But I don't think it will be wholesale changes. Mm-hmm. I think the only potential changes will be, hopefully, some kind of improvement in terms of the attitude and the confidence levels. Because clearly, when you're struggling, it's very difficult to, when you go behind, as we did on that night in December after 20 odd minutes. I could see the body languages. Here we go again. So hopefully this time, a new manager, a new voice. Hopefully there's been a, and he's had six days now where he will have done by the time we play to work with the players. And hopefully we'll some, see some kind of reaction to that. I mean, when you look at Charlie Adams' appointment, do you see this as a, um, we'll give it him and, and give him the window and see what he can do or until uh, uh, the end of the season? Or do you reckon this is just a, a, a kind of a trial for him uh, and they're actually looking around in the background uh, at something else i think the, i think he's been to be honest i think he's been given the job um yeah. with a view to the next couple of years um, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll definitely get the obviously the january transfer window I, i'd be very surprised if that doesn't extend into the summer as well um and, and and again just going back to the fact this is now the third manager the club have had this season and you can't keep making changes there has to come a point where you say right okay this is the man that we want and this is how we're going to move forward and again it does have echoes of joey barton and scott brown i think the club like to bring somebody in who's younger who's hungry who's keen to prove the point and also, um, you know, relatively high profile at this level. And I think Charlie Adam, it will help them hopefully attract players to the club because I did ask him the question on New Year's Day. and I felt a bit guilty about it to a sense because <laughs> you're asking him about the transfer window, which, of course, as you know, is something we have to do. But it's very early days. And he did say the club will be backing him and, you know, He'll look at the squad, but he has to give the players that are already there an opportunity to impress upon him. I'm sure he'll have ideas in mind because everybody does in the game these days, let's face it. And he will, I'm sure, bring in one or two of his own. But I do think he will want to give the players who are already there an opportunity as well. I mean, what better way to uh, start the new year? Um, of, yes, following New Year's Day, but back at home on uh, on TV, uh, early kickoff before anyone else. Um, but if you were going to see how this game is going to play out, how Charlie Adams is going to really attack this game, and how would you see it going? And if you could put a score prediction on it, what do you reckon? I think it'll be difficult. I'll be honest with you, because Derby County are obviously going very well indeed, as you know, the fourth in the table. Uh, clearly, they will feel that they can gain automatic promotion this year. So I'm not going to sit here and anybody's got a magic wand and it's all going to work out perfectly. But that said, as I've, I've mentioned on a couple of occasions, football is a game where these kind of results can occur. And in a sense, nobody outside of Fleetwood will get, really give them a chance. Uh, they're on national television, which Fleetwood aren't very often. And, you know, I'm sure within that squad, 
there will be players who are extremely keen to go out there and let people know that actually we're not as bad as the league form would suggest we are. So it's a real opportunity for them to go in and, and have a real go. Um, and right now, um, I would say a draw would be a fairly good result for Fleetwood. Uh, obviously, in terms of the league, they need they need to pick up some wins. Um, it could happen, but I think a draw, if we're being fair, would be a good result right now. Right, right. A draw from Phil. I will go, um, well, I'm going to hope that the, uh, the Rams can at least uh, bounce back from that Peterborough defeat um, on TV. Two TV games in a week does scare me, though. So uh, I'll, I'll go for a narrow 2-1 um, and uh, and we'll go from there. I mean, let's hope that it's a good crowd, um, whatever the, the weather. I mean, we've not had it pleasant uh, this past week or so across the country, have we? So, um, I mean, what's it like around by the Fleetwood area? Is it, is it are Derby fans travelling, expecting uh, delays and <laughs> flooding um, around the area? To be honest, at the moment, there's a lot of roadworks going on around the area um, because they're building uh, a new stretch of road sort of as you're coming because i live in preston so i'm coming from the preston area to fleetwood there is quite a considerable amount of roadworks um, and we've also had as i'm sure you have as well i mean it, it some of the roads around here resemble venice quite frankly at the moment i really don't know where all the terrain's coming from however i do believe to uh, actually i looked at the forecast for saturday and it's actually dry yep so you know that's good uh it, it does get windy at fleetwood as i'm sure you'll appreciate um but and this saturday i don't think it should be too bad so hopefully fingers crossed that will be the case because i think we've had enough rain haven't we i think everybody's had enough of that yes i think so i think so let's start the new year let's get a bit of sunshine going but phil it's been Absolutely. an absolute pleasure having you back on um and uh all the best and safe travels for uh saturday um and uh, we'll okay. hopefully uh, all being well, and Fleet will pick up. We'll speak to you maybe uh, next season. Yep, I, I fingers crossed. Sincerely hope so, yeah. But uh, thanks very much for your time anyway. I appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.